That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank. Hello. Hello, hello. Oh, wow, a double hello. Double hello. Welcome back, Hank, after your uh, week off. It was a weird week for us, and it was a weird week on the football field as well. 25-22, Packers somehow pull out the weirdest game. I mean, everyone said we knew it was going to be a weird game going into it, but I guess we can Cincy, get- man, they just... They just... Us and Cincy, when we play, it's just the weirdest, weirdest games. Every time just imagining the game in Cincinnati, you get those weird vibes too. Like the the jerseys just like kind of clash too. Mm-hmm. I don't like that what the home Bengals with the white Packers away and everything else. I mean, right off the get go, I mean Rogers throws a pick early. The Jamar Chase terrible play before halftime. Yep. Too much bullshit. Billion missed field goals. A billion. We want to talk about that right now. What was going through your guys' head watching the game at that point? Because it turned into like, like my brain almost went to preseason mode after the last Mason Crosby miss in regulation where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know who should win. Yeah, it was, uh, it was almost like like I aged a decade in that last 30 minutes of, you know, 3 minutes to go in the fourth and OT and it also was one of those things where you you're you're reflecting while it's happening and thinking to yourself, "Why? Why do I do this? What like I am not, you know, happy right now. I'm I'm very stressed out. What's the point of doing this whole rigmarole if it's just going to be, you know, chaos like this?" Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I don't think this perfectly aligns, and I'm not going to pretend it does, but the only other time I felt like I did on Sunday was when, like, you know, my last job, when someone else started work named Hank, you know, and Mm. so they started calling us Hank 1 and Hank 2, and he was obviously (laughs) Hank 1, even though he started after (laughs) me, right? And so the whole time it was like, it was like just this kind of like, anxious feeling where it was like i don't really want to be here and i would i would prefer not to be mm-hmm. um yeah and then it just ends one day yeah it, that's the best <laughs> that's the best and then way you, to yeah you're too. you're on to brighter and better pastures one of those like i said before we started recording there where looking at the box score and i saw mason crosby was four for seven on field goals i forgot how many field goals he had made just they actually of- made three prior to the, <laughs> to the game winner so, so many misses in that game overall too one of the weirdest games it reminded me kind of of the uh redskins game or whatever football team game. Well, they were the redskins at they were the time. redskins then i guess but that one at lambo where i was at and i left that game like the most angry i've been after a win and it was Pretty similar in this case, where I think both teams probably deserve to tie. Was that the one where Donovan McNabb started? No, that was um, the guy who's the backup for the uh, Steelers now. Oh, Haskins. Yeah, it was Haskins, where he actually looked halfway decent. But that's oh, probably, yeah, that's I remember probably that. the that best game ugly. he had as a pro, too, and they still ended up losing. Well, and one thing, too, is 
like it felt like no team deserved to win, mm-hmm. right? Like by the end. Classic. But then when you went back and you watched the replays, like the Packers had some really nice plays. I mean, like some huge plays and we'd get down to the red zone and then it would just like get stuck there. Yep. And so like it felt like watching the replays, we kind of deserved to win. Right. But yeah. <laughs> we just, you know what I mean? Like it just was weird. Because, yeah, everything in retrospect is weird about the game because then we saw, you know, the stat afterwards where it's the first time in team history where the Packers had a 300-yard passer, a 200-yard receiver, and a 100-yard rusher, Hmm. yet we only put up 25 points and only 22 in regulation. Like, how does that happen for such a long-storied franchise like the Packers, especially how offensive they've been the last couple decades? Yeah, just the last decade alone, how that never happened is... is Pretty crazy. And I guess on top of that, too, I mean, shit, we'll get into it, but I was shocked that that was Devontae Adams' first 200-yard game. Yeah, that was was a very loud... Like, we talk about how uh, he'll have 115 yards, and we'll be like, oh, that's a really quiet 150. No, (laughs) he had an extremely obnoxious 200 yards. Like, you could have said he had 350 yards, and I'd be like, oh, he didn't he didn't hit 400 like it, yeah. it was a very loud 200 and maybe that's that thing that took us maybe not us but generally the league to get around to Devonte being like the best receiver in the league because he doesn't have those gigantic games like julio seems yeah. to have put up in the past but i guess that was usually against us anyways but <laughs> this episode like always we'll have pick six the six big plays that shape the game <laughs> We'll have our breakdown of the offense and defense. Uh, after that, we'll, I don't know, we'll talk about a couple other things. We're calling it piss test right now. Just <laughs> getting a gauge of the team. I'm sure everyone heard Matt LaFleur last week. Most we'll- most of this podcast loves <laughs> the idea of the hot piss mentality. Some of this podcast uh, is taking a little too literal <laughs> and is not a fan. Uh, but I love the well, hot piss mentality. That's perfect. It's we'll get in. We'll talk about a piss. Good, a good, like... <laughs> Something that's figurative and good generally is based in some form of reality. And this is, there's no, there's nothing real about it. Everyone pees hot. I don't, I like, oh, I warm. Everyone uh, pees warm. Well, he he yeah. should have said boiling then. Cause like I consider 95 degrees hot when I'm outside and, and that's three degrees less than it's coming out your body. That's is very, 95 very degrees hot for a pool though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be a, like, what's a standard hot tub at? A hundred something, I think. Yeah, usually about okay. like a hundred something. But yeah, like, would we'll, you take a hot tub in in piss temperature water? Not I piss. Up a, I looked up a fact, and actually, your pee stays hot for four minutes after you pee. That's four how minutes. hot it comes out. Yeah. Well, I the, the only reason I say warm is because, like, you know, I mean, we've all been in desperate situations where we got to piss in a water bottle somewhere yes and then you feel the water bottle and it's all you know nice and warm like i don't really consider that hot this is we're just supposed to be going over what we're gonna talk i want the piss talk later this is too much all right sorry i mean you're yeah (laughs) that's a tease tease. steams when it's under 30 degrees there you go so we'll have piss talk like your spit well i guess your spit and pee come from the same i don't know if your body does does your spit steam I don't maybe under thirty on, degrees probably. I guess probably. So we'll have more <laughs> piss talk later. So if you enjoyed that, just hang on. We'll uh, we'll have uh, is Kyle an idiot for the week? God, I almost forgot we were on such a piss tangent there. <laughs> All I'll say is that my aunt calls my sheets hot, not warm. We'll have a preview of the. God, we're already off the rails. We'll have a preview of the Bears game. We'll have according to Hank, and then we'll have our normal outro. But first, pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yeah!
All right, first pitch six play of the game. Uh, fast forward already in the fourth quarter, 2-16 left. Tie game at 22-36 yard attempt for Mason Crosby. Sets up, kicks it off his foot, and he misses it just to the left. His first missed kick, I believe that was in like 25 or something attempts. But after that, I don't know. I didn't feel too good about the game. A lot had already happened, but it's never good when Mason Crosby misses a game-winning field goal. Yeah, it sucked because that followed up right after the incredible Aaron Jones run. And yeah. uh, it was like like we were saying the Bengals tie it up, Packers get the ball back. And I think that was maybe the first or second play of that ensuing drive with that long Aaron Jones run. And it's like you see that run, you see him get inside the 25, and you're thinking to yourself, yes, game over. It's over. Like we're going to ice it out, run it a couple times, hopefully get one first down, and then just kick the winner. And the exact opposite of yeah. that happened. They, I think they threw the ball twice, it maybe. Was, it was two runs with Dylan up the middle and then the Cobb out. Yeah, all I remember was was Aaron Jones going down around the 320 mark and then us attempting the field goal at about the 215 mark, which I just think is unacceptable yeah. right. to, to waste that little of clock in that time. And then, of course, the miss, it's like, oh, shit, now the Bengals have a chance to go down and, and win the game. Yeah, a very that was the beginning of well, it was weird the whole game, but that was like the ultra weird like uh twilight zone type yep. shit going on there. All right, so second piss six play there on that ensuing drive, like we mentioned, 26 seconds left. Bengals are set up for a 57-yard attempt, pushes it right and doinks off the post, which uh by the way, I really love the addition by um, I think Fox, maybe it's Fox, especially, I think they put a, yes. a mic like they do. not, not under the post, maybe directly on it because these doinks are like heard around the world. I'm trying to think, cause I think the famous double doink had that as well, but yes, yes. more so recently, it's a very loud thud where you're getting that, where it, you feel it in your bones. I didn't hear it live. I was out at a bar for it where actually God, I, I forgot how much I hate people because sometimes during that play, I heard like three different people watching the game saying, oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. And then I just want to be like, oh, well, it's not fucking good. Yeah. You know, this game's still going on. And then I just too much. I feel that. No, I feel that in <laughs> I, my soul. Yeah, I think that like, yeah, the sound of the doink is like it's like the basketball cleat sound. You know what I mean? Basketball and like, and, and, cleat? And when you listen to the NBA and you can like hear the cleats. Oh, the squeak. Just, like, squeak. You don't wear cleats on. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, you're right. Forgot. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's a different sport. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the sounds the sounds the same, cleat and squeak. Yeah, you there know? you go. Yeah, coming yeah, off a bye yeah, week. Yeah, I am coming off a of bye week. So, yeah, it's that, yeah, that squeak sound. Um, I'm going to not talk for 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh the third piss six play after Rodgers and Adams gets the team in range. And God, what once again, uh at the at the bar I was at back in Superior, everyone's bitching. My dad was bitching, like, oh wow, we wasted our timeout. You know, the one before that where Rogers calls a timeout before Yep. And they're all getting pissed off. Well, guess what? We didn't need any more timeouts than we than we had. Throws it over the middle to Devontae Adams, pretty similar to the Niners play two to get us into range. After that, run up, spike the ball, thinking it's gonna be good. Mason lines up for the 51-yarder and pushes it wide to the right. Yeah, once again with the the Bengals miss and then, of course, the Packers to get down and uh, get another chance with the Devontae over the middle. It was, it was once again like the Aaron Jones play, like, oh, this game's over. Fine, like, okay, good. We'll get out of here with a win. As ugly as it was, it's over. But, of course, Mason 
has a uh, 2019 Detroit Lions-esque performance, but um, it was a 2019. No, we were good in 2019. It must have been 2018. 2018? Yeah. Yeah. The last McCarthy year. Yeah. But yeah, just a, a uncharacteristic day for Mason. Yes. But then uh, the fourth piss six play uh, in overtime, 8-13 left. Uh, another attempt at a field goal, this time 40 yards or... Yeah, yeah, this was after yards. we got into range. It was the third down. Kick. After the very first play of overtime, Joe Burrow gifts us an interception. Terrible and throw. it was once again like <laughs> this game is finally over. We Our the, long nightmare is over. We had the Aaron Jones run. We had the Devontae Adams catch. We had the Devondre uh, Campbell, Campbell INT. Yeah. Just so many. <laughs> and then, of course, I mean, you, you saw how it went. Another miss. <laughs> yeah. The red zone is more like the mold zone this year. Oh, that's uh, very, very good, Hank. Yes, not, you're not wrong. Um, the last, or not, not the last, second to last pick six play, OT, 4-14 Second to last left. what? Piss six play, sorry. 49-yard uh, field goal. The kicker for the Bengals pushes it wide left, hits the flag, which is new. Haven't seen that before. Thought that he made it, started that jumping, was, celebrating. That was another one weird to watch in a bar because I didn't hear anything. I thought he was celebrating and pointing forward, thinking that there was a flag, which deflated me for you know the thousandth time for that which, game. If, even if that were true, would be a very weird thing to celebrate in that manner. <laughs> like right. It's one thing to obviously be happy about the flag, but if he was jumping around for joy... Like that for a flag would I be just, weird. I just thought but he was I, confident. I get you, with, yeah. You know, he'd make the next kick, like, you know, how confident all these kickers were apparently in the game, too. Right. But that leads us to the last piss six play, Kyle. And that is, you guessed it, the 49-yarder <laughs> to win it. And set up by, which I think is probably a more important play than the actual making of the field goal. I think the, all the plays probably before <laughs> these field goals are important. Play of the game by Mercedes Big Dog, Lewis, friend of the program. Uh-huh. Uh, just an incredible tight end screen, uh, broke two tackles, and just looked zero parts of 37 years old. I've said this. This is the fourth time. Watching in the bar, the TV's far <laughs> away. He's got that white tape on his elbows. He was moving so quick at first, I thought it was Randall Cobb. That's <laughs> that's how bad. He was moving. It was a weird game for me, too. I, yeah. I thought it was A.J. Dillon. It big was, boy, yeah. yeah. They're both well, big the boys. He was running over multiple people. It wouldn't have been that shocking if it was. And then the Randall Cobb play right beforehand, too, on that third and 16 to right, set it up. Right, right. Well, uh, was that on the... Yep. Yeah, it was. It was. Yep. And then the weird fucking back and forth. Oh, because the, there was a sack. And yeah, like you said, there was the sack to get to third and 18. And it was like, okay, this game's ending in a tie. Yes. Damn that, it. That's when I assumed the game was going to end in a tie. But of course, I mean, there's so many twists and t turns just in the last 15 minutes of actual game time where when the game is over, once again, I just I was relieved the game was over. And I think I felt as close as I would have if we had lost. Just yeah. Just what the hell did we just watch? Yeah. It's kind of like when you're on a road trip and you have the shit so bad or mm -hmm. like you know, and then you like you take a dump, and, and like it's relief, but it's also you're left sweating cold in a gas station bathroom with yeah. swastikas everywhere beside Jesus. you. Yeah, no, I. Where is this gas? Did, uh, Missouri. Yeah, if you had uh, 16 minutes for the first time, Hank mentioned getting sweaty. Congratulations. <laughs> But that was it for the game. We'll get to a more game review now after just talking about the Ugh. field goals. But of course, as we do every week, we have to start by talking about special teams. Mason Crosby was four for seven, as we <laughs> said. 
missed extra point as well. We should have known something would be off, even though I think that's his second or third missed extra point on the year, which is very strange. What? Yeah. Has he, are you sure he's missed an extra point this year? Yep, positive. Yep, okay. I don't remember which game. Oh, maybe but against he, the Niners? I don't know. He, I'll oh, fact check. Perfect. Thank you, Hank. Um, but yeah, and we talked about it too because we are we're pretty much pro everyone on the Green Bay Packers, but we are anti Hunter Bradley. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we were don't trying to forget about Ty Summers. Anti Summers. <laughs> I yeah, I forgot about that too. He's only getting worse, but we'll get into that later too. Uh, it's very <laughs> first. The pressers after the game were hilarious because it's hard to present what happened in that game from a coaching standpoint. When your kicker that you have to say you have confidence in missed three potential game-winning field goals. Because here in LaFleur, after the game, he was like, yeah, you know, before that last kick, I went up to Mason and I was like, hey, are you, you good for this? And he was like, yep, I got it. <laughs> it's I want to hear the three previous conversations he had with Mason before lining up for the field goal because... You could have said the same. Like, did they? Did he walk up to me? Yeah. Say, hey, you got this. You got this one. Yeah. Oh, for sure, coach. <laughs> yeah, like, why so, left? And, and there was some. Uh, oh, sorry. Did you, did you figure it out? I here, found Hank? the stat. Okay. Um, Kyle was right. That is the only extra point that he has mixed missed all year. Yikes, sorry, Benny. it was the Yikes, last. It was the preseason game against the Jets. He missed an extra point. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of yeah. now that now that it's spun in my brain. Oh, oh, oh! Now that the can we get a fact check on right. that, Hank? Hey, we're all right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spread the right. Something something else that we talked about was, or what they talked about in the press conference too, was the um, the whole team on the snap. Uh, what are they the called? operation? The operation. Thank you. And Jason Wildy actually did some digging. He watched back the snap of all those misses. The first miss, the 46-yarder, the ball uh, got to Corey with the laces in. He tried to spin it out, but apparently wasn't able to, and that's why it knuckled so Mm. weird. The second ball, everything was good. It was just a bad miss. And then the third miss was a wobbly snap from uh, Hunter Bradley once again. So we'll have to see what happens there. What? Goody, I don't understand why he hasn't moved on from the freaking long snapper at this point, but I'm still holding out hope that at some point we'll move I, on. I, I, I don't know why, yeah, the snap wasn't made a bigger deal about the misses, and especially the extra point. Uh, like, I'm yeah. pretty sure the extra point miss was, like, the snap was a duck, which, like, and I was, I was thinking a lot about, like, just NFL long snapping, and, like, if there is one... I guess like duty or role or like specialization that any normal guy could possibly maybe like cut it in the NFL. Like I think long snapping might be the one thing yes. that like is possible for the average Joe to come off the street and, and be amazing. Like you just obviously have to be, you know, massive and right and, and good and sharp. But like, I just don't understand how you can allow him to be on the roster. If like, his only job is to snap the ball on target and he's like consistently off target and these wobbly duck. Like, I don't even know how you duck the ball on a field goal snap. Like it's (laughs) such a, it's a, it's five yard snap. Like I, I fundamentally do not understand. And like that, that Goody video of, Oh yeah, he's been real consistent. Like I, like I don't want consistently inconsistent. I'm going to sound like an entitled fan here, but it's like, legitimately insulting that he told us that like yeah it, that's so far from the truth and that's the thing like i i like goody he's done a really good job 
oh. obviously putting the roster together. But some of this shit, especially this last year in the presser, the stuff with Aaron Rodgers early on, like trying to pretend like everything was fine. He said, and I, you know, I'm fine with Jordan Love, but he said that Jordan Love had a fantastic camp, which nobody on the coaching staff, nobody who was, none of the players said anything close to that. And all this shit with Hunter Bradley, like I said to you guys too, I don't understand how Goody was able to admit defeat on Jimmy Graham, on J.K. Scott. Yeah, so soon. On uh, who's the other receiver we drafted with MVS and St. Brown? Jamon Moore. Jamon Moore. You know, he admit defeat on that. But for some reason with fucking Hunter Bradley, he can't just move on from him. I it's, don't get it. And, and like I I don't want to get too negative about Goody because, yeah, like I said, he's he's – I've, and I, I told you guys, I think he's proven he's one of the best in the league at his at his job because of the O-line performance yes. on Sunday. Unreal. That hodgepodge thrown together assembly and they held up the way they did. Yeah, Goody is like number one in the league at scouting and drafting O-line. That's no question. But the whole Hunter Bradley thing continues to be mystifying. Yes. You know, I was never really good at math. Um, still am not good at math. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was like, when I got to see, you know, my teachers were like, hey, nice job. You know what I mean? Like, good job. <laughs> like, it's more than we ever thought that you could do. And and so maybe, like, it's just a matter of expectations. Like, Goody's huh. expectations for Hunter Bradley are just like, you know, like, you're going to screw up sometimes. Um, you're going to make the fan base mad. <laughs> but you're my baby boy and I love you. It. I, I appreciate you trying to justify it, but even if that is the case... This is the National Football that League. That probably made the most sense than either thing that we said. Yeah. So I I, I just I, Yeah. I, I Like I said, it, it's such a job that I feel like there, there's got to be hundreds of thousands of applicants across the country that could do the job better than Hunter Bradley. All you got to do is go into Anytime Fitness, small rural town. You know, I would say like dead center Wisconsin. Yep. Maybe Set up even a water bottle. Minnesota. <laughs> and say, just son, hit try this. Yeah, yeah. Try or actually, you just look for a, you look for like a water bottle um, of like a D3, D2 school mm-hmm. um, that has like a sticker of a D2, D3 school. And, Cause usually, and you see if it's a big guy holding it. And like odds are, <laughs> Recently graduated, you know, working a business job um, and, and played football. And D3, usually they don't have the luxury of like having just a long snapper. So usually their long snapper is like an insane middle linebacker who loves football and is, is juiced up. So well, and know, why not recruit those guys? That's the thing, too, because we do have two guys on the roster as well that can long snap. We have the guy from Iowa State who we've protected on the practice squad every week so far this year, getting ready in case we do need to move him up. And Tipa Galeo, I believe, mm, the outside nice. linebacker, defensive end. He snaps also, too. He he started snapping this training camp, so I don't know if that'll ever turn into anything. So now that was the longest a podcast will ever talk about a long snapper. I think. I think we just set a record. Uh, we've we hold the record, and then we we're Joey Chestnut with the long yeah, snapping. We're just podcast running it up because we've had Brett Good on, and I'll see. I'll I think I'll reach out. Maybe we'll have him on next week or not. It's yeah, been if, a while. Brett Good, if you still listen to the show. <laughs> Uh, we miss you dearly, and like we we miss you as a as a host of the show, and we miss you as a long snapper. So whenever you're ready for either to resume either role, please let us know. I can't imagine that'd be hilarious if he actually like tunes in every week. It's like, oh, what are these two idiots up to? Uh, moving on to actual stuff with the game. Aaron Rodgers, pretty pretty good game. Twenty seven for thirty nine, three hundred forty four yards, two touchdowns, the one pick. He was sacked twice. 
Uh, after we went up 7 nothing, Rodgers completed 22 of his next 25 passes, and we scored on five of the next six possessions. Zach Cruz tweeted that out. Uh, he had the bad pick along the sideline. And more than anything with this game, I think we're finally kind of realizing, like, man, we are having that freaky Friday type thing with both offense and defense with the red zone. Obviously, mm. last year we had the gold zone where we were literally the best offense ever in the history of the league in the red zone this year, we are one of the worst teams in the red zone. And what we always said about Petten, Ben don't break. The defense wasn't great, but it usually held up pretty well in the red zone. And now it just is we're over 13 open house. We're the, the only team in the league who has allowed every, every time the opponent has made it to the red zone, allowed a touchdown. So I don't know. Rogers was tripped early as well. We talked about that second week in a row. Wasn't called amazing, but I will, amazing. but I will say this. I thought the refs were awesome on Sunday. If I could get that crew every single yeah, week, because you can't remember many there calls. There was no like bullshit uh, pass interference or yep. like, you know, little tic tac holdings. Like, yep. yeah, you're right. Uh, that was good. But I, the tripping is just like, I asked you, like, does the trip need to be successful for it to be called? Like, <laughs> right. intent should be should be penalized too. I, I thought that was garbage. Um, In but, the court of law, intent does matter. So, okay. So, well, I don't know how that. Maybe on the field but, too. Um, if uh, I, we already addressed Brett Good, but Aaron Rodgers, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I know you tune in, you know, every other week or so. But if you're listening now, please uh, turn it down for the next ten seconds. I Uh-oh. do, unfortunately, have to criticize you, which is something I maybe never have done before. I was going to say pod. you criticized do me for it. criticizing him last week, but yeah, that interception was dreadful. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, like <clears throat> that's a throw that. You just you don't even question. You think it's either incomplete or complete. Like those are the only two with with that type of you know situation where and especially when he's so close to the sideline. I just don't know why he didn't throw it closer to the sideline. And yes. you know again once make it either that Devontae can catch it or that nobody can catch it. That was just a very 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 uncharacteristic decision and placement. Yeah, I was going to recommend um, a book for Aaron. It's the graphic novel, uh, Airbud Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to wide receivers. As we mentioned earlier, Devontae Adams, career high for yards, 11 receptions, the 206 yards, one touchdown, and obviously had that long of 59. He had a couple big, just massive plays. Where it's like, And Nagler, I know, brought it up on Twitter, too, where you're watching. It's like, how how do you let Devontae Adams get this open? And then you see the start of the play, and it's nice to see how they even just scheme a guy like Devontae Adams to get completely wide open. But once again, I mean, best receiver in the league. I don't know what else you can really say about him. He's, as much as we've talked about Randall Cobb being the third down guy, Devontae Adams, I feel like he converted, like, you know, seven first downs by himself in this game. There's really nothing else you could say about He, the... Air game really does move through him at this point. Yeah, and I know you you mentioned last week, you know, being worried about Tunyon and and the other complimentary receivers, and it's just like you you there's just zero reason for concern about any of any other pass catcher as long as seventeen is healthy. Like he's gonna demand all the targets as he should, and he's gonna catch all the targets as he's used to. It does seem like too, especially this year where it's like, okay, we need Rogers. We need Devonte Adams. We need Aaron Jones, maybe AJ Dillon. And that's it. The offensive line doesn't matter. The rest of the guys catching the ball doesn't really yep. matter. You got those guys and you have enough to at least be a competent football team. I would like to say I miss you MVS. 
Me too. Uh, moving on, Randall Cobb. He had the two big catches to both first downs, the big one to set up the game-winning field goal. Alan Lazard had one catch as well. I Or no, Alan Lazard had the two catches for six yards blocked. You know, he is the goon of the team. EQ was back. Uh, quick talk about him. EQ is not a good football player. I think we could say that now. He was, once again, the lowest-rated player on offense, and the one zoom-in we really had of him was him not blocking his one guy, allowing... I think it was Lazard to get blown up like, yep. at the line of scrimmage. And, yeah, and uh, sparked a very, very pissed off Rodgers. Um, I felt like they tried to run that type of play like three or four times, and every single time it was that same result where the DB just diagnoses it and it's either a loss or no gain. It's just weird to see them like rotate the guys because when it's Lazard leading it, it does seem to be a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, when you're swap, when you're feeding Lazard the ball and you're having EQ block up front, it's just no bueno. You know, just hearing that, you you don't think that's going to be a successful play. It's, it's it's just so easy to know who Aaron hates on the team. <laughs> yeah. Like it's been like that. Like I, I and he's always kind of hated EQ. It seems like you know, like like even when like was it 2018 or 17 when they got on the team him and mvs you know oh and you said some about the rookie receivers or whatever yeah but like even then like he still seemed like on the field to like mvs more and maybe i am revisionist memory here but like it just seems like he always just was like fuck you eq (laughs) no that's pretty yeah i don't get it because even his rookie year he had like back shoulder plays that EQ is catching it's almost like he's regressed over the years I don't really understand what it is and like I said last year too I think on Pat McAfee Pat McAfee he brought up EQ because he was coming off the IR he's like oh you excited about EQ coming back and Rogers gave like the most coach speak like nothing answer instantly changed the subject or pretty much yeah he's like oh yeah he's a good physical specimen well yeah because that that is the thing like he's he's so big and he's like got all the physical traits it's yeah it's it sucks he's never able to put it together yeah it's like when your cousin's coming back into town or something like that and your parents are like are you excited and you're like jesus christ this kid (laughs) but your cousin you don't like your cousin? Oh, I I mean, my cousins are fine. It's just like, you, there's one of them, you know? Right, there's yeah. always the one. There's always yeah. like the one who I, I had like a, traps I had a, you at family gatherings and talks to you a little too close. Yeah. I, li- I had a deal with, I watched the game this week yeah. with my cousin from California, who yeah. I see once every few Ooh, years. California cousins are fucking cool, though. <laughs> he was he was very cool, uh, like I told you guys. Does uh, he surf? No, he's uh he's a uh he's in the navy and he's like a captain of a big battleship. Whoa. Yeah. He like I told you guys when we were at the bar during this game, a bee got stuck in a woman's hair and the hero he is pounced into action. Got, for whatever reason, the woman's husband didn't want to help out, so my cousin ran up, put his hands together, got the bee out of her hair and killed the bee and was awarded a ring from a separate table because he was a hero. Yeah, they don't just hand out captain of a warship to anybody. <laughs> like obviously he's going to spring into action like yeah. that. That's very inspiring. Yeah, so shout What's out the I, name of his warship. I forgot. Well, I don't think we should maybe I mean oh, there's millions sure. of people that listen to this. We probably don't want to expose True. that. True. True. But well, shout, so shout now out how Aaron. answer me this. How are you cut from the same cloth? As your cousin. No idea. Honestly, because he I look at him and my other cousin and it's like they're both my other cousin. He's in he's in the Air Force. Like he, he graduated from the Air Force Academy and everything, too. He's he teaches biology at Air Force right now. And me and my brothers, it's like, oof. OK, well, we're 
We're existing. I have a podcast. He's got a battleship. So <laughs> there, there you go. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Moving on to running back. Uh, pretty good game all around from both of the guys. Aaron Ro- Aaron Jones, finally a really good game on the on the ground. He hasn't really done that so much this year. Well, I mean... He was averaging under to... he was averaging under four yards a carry, which isn't very good for Aaron right. Jones. But then of course that that big run kind of inflates yes. his his rushing oh, line. But... For sure, yeah. He had the fourteen carries, one hundred and three yards, an average of seven point four. Uh, he did have four receptions for only six yards, and AJ Dillon had eight carries for thirty yards, a three point eight average. But he had a huge game in the air for him: four receptions, forty nine yards, and of course that one touchdown, which. Rogers said post game two, he was kind of laughing about it because Dylan thought he was going to be able to just walk into the end zone on that touchdown, but he got absolutely whacked at the pylon. But luckily, he did hold on to it. I am getting to that point with AJ Dylan, maybe not as much as Hank, but close to it, where especially I think that first or second ball he caught in the middle of the field and cut up field to get the first down. This guy's going to be really fucking good. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm trying to think what his weakness is right now, yes. and I can't really think of anything because a guy that size shouldn't be able to move as quickly as he can and just get up for the balls that he's able to catch. Yeah, what a luxury to have to where whoever's... I mean, and I guess to some extent, Jamal provided that too, but to yes. just either running back back there, you just are so comfortable with and would love for 12 to turn around and hand them the ball. I guess it's one of those things what we said a million times about Jamal Williams is how he's he isn't really like explosive or amazing, but he's good. Just so consistent. He's good at everything. And yeah. I think AJ Dillon is great at everything. That's what well, it's starting to maybe look not like. maybe not the hard GR, but like yeah. <laughs> like the GO good at everything. I guess I don't know how he's a pass blocker. Just wait. <laughs> but yeah, just like wait. I just every week in and week out, every time he catches the football, I just I just can't help but think of all the fucking draft grades and yeah. takes, and it just makes me smile. But it also frustrates me because those same people that churn out these garbage takes and clickbait articles aren't going to walk back their words oh, no. when, when inevitably A.J. Dillon has a 150-yard game. They're going to be like, holy, A.J. Dillon is a problem with all their... Funny Remember tweets. how much that that douchebag in the Saints game fucking just bashed on AJ Dillon, Who's that? one of the announcers. Do you remember that? It was no. like it, all he did was just talk about like they were real. No, it was during the Lions game, and they're like, "Oh, they really miss Jamal Williams." Oh, they really yeah, miss yeah. Jamal Williams. Well, you know what? I do miss Jamal Williams in the locker room, mm-hmm. but I don't fucking miss Jamal Williams. That, I I did think of Jamal this week too because he saw there was a nice picture the Packers put out put out with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon leaving with like their arms on each other, smiling Aww. big, and I'm just thinking, ooh, Jamal, they just lost on that terrible <laughs> game to the oh, Vikings. Yeah. He's I was looking for like a sad Jamal picture just to post the two and be like, <laughs> and and you like know that, you know, it's like. It's like when you're friends with your brother's friend, you know, and it's like like you just don't have the relationship that they did, mm. but like Aaron Jones is like obviously your brother's friend. He's like you're still pretty cool, man, and like you know, but I'm not going to you're not going to be my god like my father. My godfather right. to myself. That's actually that that's too sense. real. Yeah, the analogies are back this week. Uh Kylan Hill, he he came in on like the second or third play, had the little screen pass, picked up five yards, didn't see the field again after that. So I yeah, that was, just thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. They ran that screen, and my brother pointed out, was like, 
Yeah. Like Kylan Hill. I was like, no. That, that. Yeah. And then, yeah, like that was it. I was like, oh, well, maybe we'll get a few touches on Kylan today. And nope. I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, wow. They got him in early. And then nope, yeah, that was it. <laughs> they obviously just need to change the offense for him because <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. that good. Once mm-hmm. again, shout out Andy Herman who tweeted in the preseason that Kylan Hill is so good. Matt LaFleur is going to have to make the offense, you know, have him out on the field. I don't hate Kylan Hill. I just love A.J. Dillon and don't fucking come at A.J. Dillon. Uh, Moving on to tight end, Mercedes Lewis. Two receptions, 34 yards. Robert Tunyon, just the one. Play of the game. Catch for eight yards. Mercedes, big dog, Lewis, play of the game. Big dog, uh, best player on the team, obviously. Uh, We're great friends with him. Screen pass, we talked about that a little bit more. But, I mean, God, he just... And once again, one of those where he ran over like three dudes, stiff armed the one guy, and he didn't, you know, he walked out of bounds. Like he still won the play. And who he, was there? Who was there to cheer him on when he got tackled? The none the, other than the first round draft pick. The very quiet Jordan Love was like yelling, popped up, got right in his face. You love seeing that like, shit. I mean, jokes aside, like I genuinely oh, do yeah. love to see that. Like, like yeah, to actually have him. I don't know. It's like cliche and kind of corny but like to see him like buy in and be involved like that and like be excited i just i don't know i like that shit it's just so good like, leadership and big dog is just so goddamn cool like mm-hmm. he's pounding through guys like my cousin paulina out there like 40 years old cool uh, i do he does have a very um he's a very cool guy i like his voice like he should do narrations for the packers highlights or a podcast or a podcast yeah come on the pod uh, i love his big tweets dog. too like they're, they're, they're so deep gratitude yeah. like, or even if they're not like i believe it like if sorry blessings. for running all over you but if like jay sternberger had tweeted them i'd be like shut the fuck <laughs> up jace but with with big dog it's like yes 17 year vet i respect <laughs> you i've never watched colin cowherd but when i've watched colin cowherd it's always been during the bye week when mercedes is on there and yeah. he's just wearing his like wait really fucking yeah. dope like he's ass. a regular on there yeah he goes there on the bye week and he has always has like a kangal hat or something and he is looks so right? fucking cool. I'm gonna have to check this out. I know, but I just I hate Colin Coward so much. I saw that Me last too. year too, and I'm like, God damn it, big. Do- I, you know, he loves us so much. I don't know why. He must have just forgot that. It's week. always for charity or something. There you go. Yeah. And we're okay. Well, I mean, we'll that can be that. arranged. We're anti. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and like Colin will just like he's sucking down anyone close to Rogers. He's just like yeah. getting thirsty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. I don't know what it is with Colin and his stance on Rogers. He's well, that's, very wishy washy. I know. I know what it is. Well, I thought you don't watch Colin. I, I've never seen him, but also I would say that he's pretty slighted that Rogers won't acknowledge him. Right? Oh. It's like same all with like he Skip wants. And, I would say Florio yeah. for yep. the most part as well. With someone with Colin Coward too, and people just fall into this so often. It's like he'll have the take. You know, after week one, how I'm sure he ripped the Packers and how bad they were. Maybe he didn't this year, but this is just an example. And then, you know, five weeks later, he flips it. And some people will, like, repost him digging in on the Vikings. And like, haha, yes. And then five weeks later, he's ripping the Packers. He's like, what the fuck is this? It's like, these people aren't consistent. It's Well, yeah, it's so obviously formulaic where it's like, all right, what can garner... The most attention. Yeah, Th- that on. that's why when Pat was talking about like last year, what he thought of Skip Bayless and like how he thought <laughs> Skip Bayless was just a fucking master. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's it's like it's like the Rashawn Gary Bain stuff. Like it's so bad <laughs> that it's like after a while you gotta like admire respect it. that yeah, he's, gotta, like, he's for what it is. He has so I much guess. conviction about doing something so bad. Yeah. Well, that's what because like peak uh, sports talk. 
on ESPN was Skip Bayless, um, Stephen A, Stephen A. A, Tim Tebow. That was that was yeah. peak football talk for ESPN. Uh, finishing up tight end talk, Josiah DeGuara got yelled at by Aaron Rodgers for being out of place. And that was about it. <laughs> uh, moving on to the offensive line. Fun fact, the Packers have the least amount of false starts in the league. Wow. Which is pretty good. And it's one of those where it's like, and that is true. Yeah, you're right. But thank you. Yeah. Thank Hank, you, just fact check that. Uh, they only allowed the two sacks. Lucas Patrick started in for uh, Myers, who was out with that finger injury. Uh, he didn't grade out very well. He didn't allow any sacks or pressures, but he was the lowest rated guy in the run uh, run blocking. And Yash, I posted this on Twitter, and we've said it before, because this dude is just a specimen. That's the reason why he has stuck on for these last three years without really playing until this year. Mm-hmm. 6'7", 315 pounds, and he... If he raced Aaron Jones, I don't think he'd be that far off. Like he stride for stride. Pretty close to it. Like you watch the replay of Aaron Jones' long run. Yosh is running with a an inside linebacker, and eventually the dude, the linebacker is off screen, and Yosh is catching up to a cornerback. Still cooking. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I, I wonder what his future really does hold just with Bakhtiari being in front of him. Um, and with that being said, once again. It's crazy how good this offense just keeps chugging along. Literally, a preseason offensive line yes. is blocking well enough for Aaron Rodgers with Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and Myers out. Yeah, Goody, as much as is it, it is frustrating and a little insulting that Hunter Bradley is still on the roster, won't let's not let's not bring that up again. <laughs> Calm down, Spence. Just I'm fine. Sit out. Sit down. I'm sit fine. Down. I'm fine. Jeez. Despite him still being on the roster, Goody. Is I don't, I don't want to hear any Goody disrespect at all. Like blame the Roger saga on Murphy <laughs> and the lack of communication about picking Jordan Love also on Murphy. <laughs> and then Goody is like he. I hope he's here to stay for the long time because as long as any team that has a solid offensive line is a team that's going to compete with anyone in the league. Goody is too like you kind of hate him and then you like see him. Like for me, it was like there's a couple times where I was like pissed at him, mm-hmm. and then I'd like see him talk in front of everything, and he's just like so put together, mm. you know. And like I don't, I don't know. Like he looks like one of the guys on the booster club, you know, that doesn't do shady stuff with the other booster. Like wives. an actual stand-up guy. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like some sort of moral compass. Um, like that that haircut that he has is like, I mean, that haircut's been around for decades and it looks new like it looks new every time he he is very well polished but like i said i still it's tough for me now just knowing the things we know to be able to believe everything he says in his press conferences but once again i, mean, I don't we, we can't we can't complain with the results. i don't believe him but i believe him <laughs> you know what i mean that's yeah that's good enough uh with that we will have a quick break and come back with the defense all right, moving on to the defense. Once again, the defense held up pretty damn well. Obviously, only the 22 points allowed, which includes that terrible touchdown before half. But Jamar Chase finished with the six receptions, 159 yards in the touchdown. Uh, like I said, he had that long play. We did have three sacks, and our red zone defense has been terrible. Like I said, 0-13 at this point. But overall, still I don't have many gripes with the defense. Once again, it's like almost that vibe you get on every play where we're just always around the ball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 
Devondre Campbell is a big reason for that. But yeah, on the season, the team is fourth in yards per reception and middle of the pack for yards per carry, 20th in par- points per game. So overall, I'll take that, especially after the terrible game week one. I, um, I'm a little worried about how much I'm buying into this defense. Yeah. You know, like they've played really well. I think you mentioned it. I zoned out there. I'm sorry. But <laughs> besides the Jamar T- Chase long touchdown before half. Yeah. Like that's a really good day for that defense. Right. And a good day for Stokes too against a number one receiver like that. And I pretty much followed him. And I'm, I'm, I just, they seem to just be improving every week and i'm i'm very nervous (laughs) that i know know what you mean the week one episode after the saints game we're gonna look back and just like physically cringe because of how bitchy we were i mean i i said i said this guy is mike petten 2.0 it's the same formula as last year like blah 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 and um i'm i'm i i feel like there i can smell the kitchen from afar that someone's cooking up my words for me to eat. I think I got it. Uh, hopefully this works. It just popped up, popped up in my head. I think it's because we have Petten SD. We have PTSD. Ah, Petten SD. I like that. I was a little clunky, but little clunky, you got there. Literally off the dome, though. <laughs> but it was, you know, what we always said. It's like, ah, oh, we beat the shit out of the shitty teams, and then we have the terrible games against the good ones. We had that against the Saints, and that's been about it. So unless that happens again, but... Yes, I'm bracing myself for that to pop up as well. But it's just, it's still just so different. And I, I was going to wait for it, but maybe we should ask it now. How would you rank importance for these four players between Jair Alexander, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark, and Zadarius Smith? Mm. I think um, kind of piggy, piggybacking off your take last week. Um, and I'm sure this probably is an original thought of yours because you don't have any original thoughts. But it's an, it's an original thought. Come on, <laughs> Kenny Clark probably number one just yep. because of the lack of depth yep. there at interior D line, and because he's, I mean, well, I guess you could say the same for Jair and Zadarius that he's one of the best at his position in the league as yep. it is. Um, but then yeah, I'd go Kenny. Oh man, it's 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 t- like after that, it's really a crapshoot. I you I, can make the argument for any of the three to be number two. What I what I'm getting at is like I think we have the three, and then I think Sidarius is the fourth one. You for know, me, no matter what. As I said that, I thought, well, actually, they seem to actually be getting pressure a lot better with yes. four over the past three weeks, which is crazy. So yeah, and Preston playing out of his freaking mind. Uh, Gary is is coming on a yep. little bit too and yeah i think you're right maybe zadarius is fourth on and that's that list. What I mean. how crazy would that have been to hear you know during training camp where you would say devondre campbell is more important to this team than zadarius yeah, smith but holy I, shit. I don't think that's a leap at all let's at honestly let's put the pmp stamp on it go ahead spence just say it in say it in a statement form devondre campbell is more important to the packers defense than zadarius smith Reggae horns. <laughs> okay. Well, I, yeah, I would okay. say Jair and Kenny are tied for me. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I would put a that tie there among too. friends. Perfect. Right on. Uh, moving on, like we talked about there, Devondre Campbell. I'll just run through these little tidbits quick. Obviously, I had the pick in OT. He's the second rated player overall in DVOA in the league overall. Uh, he On the season, he has two INTs, three pass breakups, a tackle for a loss, a fumble recovery, which is something that would probably take Blake Martinez an entire year to get those stats built up. I don't know. I love him. He swarms. We can't say enough nice yeah. things about Devondre. I'll Campbell say it every week. Point. Sticky tackler. And 
Um, I really take a lot of pride in being out of a curve on, on takes. Uh, like I like when this pod is kind of notices things before the masses do. And I honestly, I think Campbell, we can chalk up a W there. I think we started to see, you know, how good he was week two. And then he's only gotten better each week. And now it's like everyone is aware, like, holy shit, this guy is legit. 100%. Yeah. I mean, everyone's been saying it now. But week one, even, like I said then, that Saints game, the way he was close covering Alvin Kamara, I was like, this is different. To where, yeah, it's not eight yards past the first down. (laughs) That's just a tough first day of work. That's like getting the double truck, you know, on the first day for unloading. True. So Very relatable, yes. Uh, Moving on, Barnes, Burks, and Summers. Barnes was back. Obviously, had that sack. Great. Oh man, just, just yeah, wanna, just a, just a, a a tremendous football play. He times up the snap, blitzes. It's a wide open gap. Absolutely blows up Samaje Pirine, and then takes my favorite part is he's able to make the very tough tackle like that without grabbing the horse collar. Yes. Which would have been fifteen auto first. It was one where you watch live and you're like, eh, yeah, yeah. Yo, where it's no, like, yo. uh, okay, yeah. You kind of pause a second for the hesitation. It's like, uh, he might have grabbed the horse collar, but he didn't. And hell of a play. Nice to see him back out on the field after being out a couple games there. But him and Devondre Campbell, a great duo. What great, they've been doing duo. in run situations, it's uh, Barnes is out on the field in clear passing situations. It's been uh, Burks, or at least that's what they did last week. I like that. Against the Bengals, which is nice because with Barnes being back, Ty Summers, zero snaps on defense. And with Jalen Smith now hopefully going to play, Ty Summers might not even get a special team snap. 100%. Oh, I forgot Jalen Smith wasn't even playing. Yeah, and we can talk about that too because he was a healthy and active. It's one of the things that people who know more about football than us, or at least they like to think so. Mm -hmm. Jalen Smith, he's not very good as a run defender anymore, but as a pass defender, he's one of the best in the league. No, see, now I've heard the opposite of that, where he's no, he's a vi- shaky in pass. He's I've I had read, sorry, that in passing situations he's been great, one of the highest rated players. But in run situations, like he doesn't find the alley anymore, which is a little. It was reminiscent of Kamal Martin that last preseason game where he just looked lost. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where it's going to be. Hopefully, we can swap in Jalen Smith instead of um, Oren Burks. And, you know, it's, but it's one of those things, too, where with Joe Barry, the big thing with him coming from the Rams was how he was able to turn these inside linebackers into great players. So maybe mm-hmm. he'll be able to do that with Jalen Smith again, which we've already seen with Devondre Campbell as well. Yeah, I love I love Barry. And it seemed I'm sure LaFleur has or I mean, I mean, that's just good coaching where he's he's putting Barnes to where his strengths are, you know, stopping the run and then putting Burks out there with his strengths which is stopping the pass. So I think that's uh, it's a good philosophy. And uh, yeah, hopefully Jalen Smith just adds more depth. Yep, yep. Uh, outside linebacker, Preston had a sack, which was nice. Playing like uh, a man possessed. Yeah, I think he's got two on the season now. He's setting the edge pretty well, too. I, once again, just love Preston Smith this year. Very, very... He's almost like an Adrian Amos of the, you know, of the front seven, mm. where he's just very consistent every week. Yes. Getting Big pressure and setting boy. the edge. Uh, Rashawn Gary... Had a QB hit. He was the fourth rated player on defense. Had that holding call late that helped. Uh, I think it was a fourth down conversion, so it pushed him back for one of those field goal attempts. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, Jonathan Garvin, he's been getting a lot more snaps, too. He was the fifth rated player, according to Pro Football Focus. Led the teams in pressures for the game, too, with three of them. 
which is kind of surprising wow. to see him actually get moved up like that. And Ladarius Hamilton, a uh, friend of the program, he had two pressures as well in just 19 snaps. First game he really played to. He's number 54 if you see him out there. I don't think we'll see too much more of him, but it was nice to uh, see a guy who apparently likes us out on the football field. Uh, corner, Jair's on IR. Oh, that wasn't weird at all. Okay. <laughs> Jair, we haven't talked too much about it. He did get thrown on the short-term IR. We'll have to see what happens there. Yeah, that was weird. It was like, uh, you know, it came out like, oh, yep, we avoided surgery. We're just going to try and let it heal. And yeah. then it was like a few hours later, Lee Corso came on and was like, whoa, 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 not so fast, my friend. And then it was reports about like, oh, well, actually, we don't know if we don't need surgery. Well, that's the thing because people, you know, you just see the headlines thrown on IR or doesn't need surgery and you jump to your own conclusions. We're still not out of the water. He doesn't need surgery, but it's, it's almost like Rogers with a broken collarbone almost where... It's going to be some weeks until we even know if he's going to be able to come back. It, I believe Tom Silverstein talked about this a little bit, where after two weeks is kind of where you you know, reassess it. Right. Where if it's still kind of like popping out, apparently something's like bulging out when you have this type of sprain. And if it goes down, uh. then they know that you know he might be able to come back. It's one of those, you know, if he gets surgery now, his season's for sure over. Yep. So we might as well give him that chance. So we'll see what happens. Um, we did sign Quentin Dunbar today too, actually the Redskins. Well, it was the Redskins player for a few years. Oh, I, I thought he was a cowboy. Um, no, uh, I don't think he played with the, the Cowboys. He well, played with the, the Seahawks and the Lions. There was, was a Dunbar that played for the Cowboys. I thought I true. I think he was a linebacker. However, uh, he's 29 years old in 2019. He was pretty good, but last year he had a lot of injuries too. only played in six games. Send to the practice squad. We'll see if he gets moved up, but it's got, at least uh, a name. Yeah, got torched by Devontae Adams in the divisional game yeah. a couple years ago. Um, so familiar face. Yeah, so I'm sure that'll help out on, on our defense. Eric Stokes, uh, second most targeted corner in football currently. Oh, boys. Boys, so we might have another one. It does seem that way. 33 targets, but he's only allowing a 69.4 passer rating and only 5.8 yards per attempt, which for reference, the Bills have the best yards per attempt in the league for five yards per attempt. Uh, Stokes alone would be rated fourth overall in the league if he were a team. So he's doing pretty well, especially for how many times they're actually testing the rookie. But yeah, n- not many complaints for sticking with a guy like Jamar Chase an entire game. He did pretty pretty well. Yeah, like that one deep ball he he caught up to. Like he gets beat, but then his speed just closes the gap, and he was able to to break up the ball, which would have put them at like the eight yard line. Yep. Um. Yeah, a couple plays that are just indefensible. Where, like you said, it it legitimately was like a Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers type throw. Where I mean, there's simply nothing you can physically do to stop the play like a couple of those and it's just like even when he gets beat it just it doesn't like it looks like the like oh he could have just made it it's not like holy shit he got torched like I just I think he's gonna be a hell of a player you see it already and I'm I'm very excited I did like that too because in the in the post-game press conference, Matt LaFleur did say that he he competes or he makes it, you know, a competition for every single completion. And I'm like, yes, that's yeah, that's the not like that's a <laughs> very deep thought or anything, but it's like, yeah, that's the stupid <laughs> shit we've been saying too, coach. And uh Zach Cruz had had an interesting tweet 
um, where it was he was comparing all like the the stat line against Stokes with the stat lines against like Jalen Ramsey and Tre'Davious mm, White, yes. and they were extremely similar. Like all of them have like little over thirty targets. All of them are only letting up like nineteen, eighteen or nineteen catches. All of them only like one hundred and twenty something yards. And now, of course. We're not compa- We're not saying Eric Stokes is Jalen Ramsey yet. or Tre'Davious White yet. yet. But just to think that Stokes is getting beat at the same rate that Jalen Ramsey and Tre'Davious White are through four weeks, and that's I mean that's insane. Very well uh, welcomed. After I mean, God, he was our, our CB two of the last few yes. years. Which smooth transition to him. <laughs> that's one of the best games he's had in a long time as a Packer. Yeah, he didn't he didn't finish the game, but yes, he only allowed the 17 yards. He also had two stops. Kevin King is who we're talking about here. Yeah. He got absolutely... Fox did him dirty because on that deep play to Savage right after the touchdown, yep. he cut to a shot of Kevin King. And I, at once again, at the bar, I couldn't see who it was at first. And then I saw Kevin King and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and then he showed the replay. I said, what are you doing? You just, like It's like... It's like the I like to imagine they're in the production room or, or the van. Do they still do the the van thing where they're in a van somewhere? Usually, yeah. It up? Yep. And like I just imagine the production manager scrambling, like, who who was that? Who, just put it on King. <laughs> yeah. Just put it on King. Yeah. And they all just agree, like, oh yeah, you're probably yeah, that's probably a safe bet. Uh, Shamir John Charles. I don't even know if that's his name any anymore at this point. I just put three SJC names together. He had one snap and allowed the one touchdown that he came in on. I think that's the only feel, defensive yeah, snap of his career. I feel really bad. It's yeah, it's the play that Mixon <laughs> scored on, and I mean he gets like absolutely bent, like literally bent in half, and Mixon just walks in. It was a oh, it was a sick cut by Mixon. Got yeah, that. Not good either for him when he kind of had tackling concerns coming into it anyways. Uh, safety, Darnell Savage, like we said, let up the long play. He did tweet after that those will be picks in the future. He nice. also hit Burrow on that one scramble that made it look like he'd get knocked out of the game. Holy smokes. That was once. It's funny because we go back and forth. We want these explosive plays from him. And at the end of the half, it was like, this is what we're talking about. We don't want this shit. And then you, we had the hit against Burrow. It's like, yes, yes, do do this stuff. Yeah, uh, that that was uh, a vicious hit, and in slow motion, it was like even worse because like you see that his face is the first thing to make contact <laughs> with the ground, and uh, yeah. yeah, a throat contusion. I've never heard those two words put together in my life, and that sounds uh, that sounds miserable. Yeah, the lions they uh, bite kneecaps, but we uh, <laughs> we contusion throats yeah that doesn't yeah see even there it doesn't really <laughs> i don't think contusion well. is like a verb is it <laughs> i don't i'm not sure hank can you look like, that can, up for us? can you contusion yeah. a throat <laughs> yeah uh darnell savage was the second lowest rated player on pro football focus too just something to think about adrian amos had the pick one of the weirdest like physical like he just hugged the ball when it came to him almost right along the sideline but that was a great play too. pressure yeah from really Clark. really bad decision by burrow especially i mean that was massive too like when you consider the the down and distance and situation uh you know the Bengals just score that 70 yard touchdown before half they come out they have the ball they're driving they're at like midfield you know they score there and they you know they probably go on to win the game just off the momentum alone and Amos comes up and makes a hell of a play and flips the game back on its head yeah he did uh tie the 
team lead in tackles in the game too. And he got picked on that goal line play, I believe, on the first touchdown. Oh of yeah, the game which people were upset about that. I was kind of fine with it. Well, we've had this, much. Worse this kind of brings me to uh, a separate point. The the lack of replays by the Fox team was yes. unbelievable. Like, I do not care I was, how the ugh. fans are reacting. Yes, I know. I don't <laughs> I care. I was Nobody yell- does. At one point, I think there was back-to-back flags, probably the only time in the game, and it was showing us a replay of the previous flag and not the one that just happened. I'm like, nobody cares like, about we this. We would get lucky to see one replay of a big play, and it's just so frustrating. It's, once again, that's why I tell you, NBC Sunday Night Football is the best coverage out of all the networks yeah. that carry games. I'm, eh, no, no one really beats them. Uh, defensive line, like we talked about there a little bit, Kenny Clark, uh, once again, I mean, God, he's so fucking good. Highest rated player on defense, according to Pro Football Focus. He's the one who pressured, like I said, uh, Joe Burrow on the pick from Amos. He just, it was a play-action play, too, didn't bite on the running back at all, just chased after burrow probably would have chased him down too. don't know how a guy that big could run that fast but great play dean lowry led the team in pressures with four sorry it wasn't uh hamilton it was dean lowry oh did you mean so you meant garvin led the team in pressures from the edge yeah i was i was wrong i thought three was the lead but it is four from dean lowry which is dean lowry i don't know what it is it's like he doesn't have good games he almost has good series where he (laughs) just stacks a couple plays together but yeah had four pressures he had two passes defended he was in on a sack with uh, TJ Slayton, who has two half sacks on the year and is still one of the lowest graded players on defense somehow. Hmm. And Kingsley Kiki again, uh, kind of stacking success as Matt LaFleur always preaches. Two or three games in a row now where he's kind of showing up. Uh, turn, seems to turn the corner and he was in on a sack as well. But overall, that's uh, that's about all I all I had for the defense talk. Ooh, Hank. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking quietly over in the corner here and uh we don't keep him in a corner yeah yeah no i just keep <laughs> he myself sometimes there. just gravitates yeah, there yeah keep myself there time out for hank um <laughs> anyways i've been thinking about like spence you asked like how i feel about the defense right yep and you're talking about like ptsd and you know i like i'm just thinking like every time i you know sometimes it's like every time i see a big guy in walmart that's kind of stocky and wears glasses like i'm like uncle 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 you know <laughs> and okay. and like that's how it felt in the beginning of the year with mike Petton. you know like with seeing, mike yeah with like yeah uncle. i was like thought i was seeing like some tall guy with sunglasses that was like half smiling you know thinking about being somewhere else and uh and I would just say, like, I don't really get worried as much with the defense, even, like, when we see the big plays, because it's not, like, the slow, like, yeah. just arduous destruction of soul. Oh, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, that's what it just felt like every time watching Mark, Mike Pettin. It was like it was like if you're on the school bus and you're getting verbally abused for three months, you know, instead of just getting punched once, yeah. you know? And so, like, one yeah, of the, yeah it's just Holy one of, like, the difference, you know? It's it, not as mentally taxing. That's so... Barry I mean, does so good. So Dom Capers let up like the big plays that were terrible. You remember haha Clinton Dix late in his career where it was like just big play, big play. Petten, it was the death by a thousand cuts. And yes, Joe Barry is like a good mix of both. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like well, Mike Petten, arduous destruction of soul. <laughs> what, a, what a line. Also, I will say one thing is like I'm just still one? yeah, just one thing. I'm not convinced that it isn't Matt LaFleur just like being the puppet master <laughs> after that Lions halftime. Doing double duty. Yeah. Like it, it might just be Matt LaFleur and just like pretty much 
just like pressing buttons. So have we? So we've hopped off the weekend at Bernie's theory of Mike no, Lafleur. No, I'm still, I'm still. Okay. I'm st- yeah. So it could be Mike. Like Joe yeah. Barry could be Mike Lafleur. TBD. Yeah. We'll doing have a to, weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, not thing. totally convinced. We'll have to check. Um, I think games around Halloween this year too. We'll have to see if we can see any little mask marks. Oh, there from, we go. Well, I don't, why Barry would too. Halloween? <laughs> why would Halloween? Because you wear costumes. But he's wearing. It works well enough. We oh. wear costumes every day. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. Here's here's take news. Football time. Take news. All right. Take news for the week. God, I mean, we've already gone pretty long, so we don't have to do too much here. But a couple things want to talk about. We want to talk about piss. Uh. <laughs> God, that that came out a little bit differently than I thought it would. Like maybe hot piss at times, mm-hmm. but Matt Lafleur. Actually, we'll throw the clip in right here of what Matt Lafleur said in last week's press conference. As you guys make this transition now to like maybe kickoffs. Yeah, I, I said they they got to wake up with their piss hot. So. Uh, <laughs> it's just a mentality. It's a mentality. It should naturally be hot, right? <laughs> so you know, we we're a fun podcast. We're some goofy guys. We mm-hmm. really, Kyle, me and you, we really like the piss talk. It's a couple it's of goofballs, yeah. It's different. Hank, you didn't you didn't so I, much. Uh, I feel like I've already kind of you know I I one thing it, I would never do is beat a dead horse, and so <laughs> so like, true, yeah. But anyways, what I will say is that like. If, if you have, like, one of your favorite teachers who's, like, kind of the good-looking teacher, God you know, maybe it. the hockey coach or something, and, like, they're, like, oh, like, oh, shit in class, right? And you, as a student, you're, like, God damn, my teacher just swore. That's badass, you know? Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and then, like, it's kind of, like, the same thing for all those, like, giddy little reporters in there. You got Squirman Herman, like, oh, my gosh, like, coach coach just said piss. And, yeah, and I- so, like... You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like if he wasn't like in a position of power and authority over those little boys and and girls. Um, it, but if he wasn't in a position of power and super hot, like, would it be that cool, or would it just be something that we look like everyone's pee's hot? Like, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. You're not wrong. It's it's something unexpected. You don't expect a head coach to talk about. Jesus Christ, Kyle, can you please <laughs> put your phone somewhere? Phone drop. Oh, I'm having a day. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> But yes, it's one of those things that's unexpected to hear head coach talk about piss. But I'll piggyback on you uh, right there. What's ruined? So you don't like it. Something that's soured the piss for me is Andy Herman on Twitter. You said, you know, soured the piss. Soured the piss. You talked about how it's kind of cool, you know, like a cool hockey coach. Andy Herman is like a fucking lame ass 10th grade English teacher who. Wants to talk about the same bands as you and yeah. stuff like that. So now that he's talking about the piss, the the living, breathing, how do you do, fellow kids? One hundred percent. And it's like I've I was looking so forward to coming up with piss segments for the podcast and everything, and then I see Andy Herman just talking about the piss so much. I'm a little pissed out, but <laughs> with that, I don't know. I I I love the hot piss. It's just it's a mentality. I, I don't. I would say Andy Herman is like more like. More like the like basketball captain who like keeps score right or keeps score and then keeps stats for the team. Oh boy! And then like you're putting my 
yeah, you're yeah. getting my brain the wrong. He, yeah, that's kind of like he makes it on Sports yeah, Center he, once he, a year he for the last game of the season. Yeah, he doesn't really want to be in that like position of authority, but he does want to like be a part of the team and be looked at once in a while and like you know, like hey, I'm I'm a journalist, so I must be funny. <laughs> what yeah, it's that and the food takes is once again just too much. I for do want to say I really do like Annie Herman's YouTube channel though, and I watch it quite a bit. I do think his YouTube channel is pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah, overall like, his, yeah, his coverage it's just, is it's great. just a it's... Twitter thing. So like that like not a great jokester, I will say that. Yeah, no. it's just not very funny. Like, but very good at making I would say like I think his YouTube content is like some of the best for Packers stuff. Leave the jokes to us. But with that, uh, God, our first piss segment, maybe we'll turn it to piss six for nice. the rest what of you the got? year. But with this, we're going to have a nice little, you know, before a big job. Hank, you had, you know, your new job at Menards. little piss test. Ooh. I'm just thinking, what do you guys think I of I do the- like that a lot. I, I like think it. that's really good. Maybe this will go into the Bears segment too. But how do we feel about this team right now? Because honestly, I feel this is going to hurt, but... I am ready to get hurt again, uh, more so even than last year where I feel refreshed. We don't have the the stink of Petten on this team mm. right now. We could still have Joe Barry be bad, but I still feel like we're going to walk through the NFC North, and I'm... I mean, they started 4-1 and one last year, didn't they? Uh, no. We, yeah, it was something. I think we lost like week five. Yeah, I think we lost to Tampa when we got obliterated. Ah, yeah. But that was just a good case of foreshadowing. It's one of those things for me where it's like, I don't even care about the one or two seed. I guess the two seed doesn't matter as much this year because I'm just, it's almost like the one seed hasn't helped us. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like that's that, the, that much is the, true. The buy hasn't helped and Petten didn't help. And I feel like there's enough going on this year where I'm ready to be broken again, like mm-hmm. I've said. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I was kind of there after the Niners game where it was like, well, actually, after the Niners game, I was like, okay, the 2021 season is underway, where it's like unforgettable win, whatever. Um, but then the Steelers game, you know, you get that Lambo, that yep. Lambo energy, 78,000, and you're like, this team is winning the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm there. I mean, I, I, I'm there. It doesn't take much for me to get there. So, the, the uh, this other, isn't really anything out of the ordinary for me. The other thing that's almost a positive to me is the injuries. One, we're performing well with how many guys we have hurt. But two, last time we won the Super Bowl, we had a bunch of guys who were hurt and we had a rally around other guys moving up. Yep. And maybe that's maybe there is a little bit of magic in that where it's, you know, a group coming together. And- yeah, like they, they went into Cincinnati with out four of their best players, Jair, Zadarius, Elton, Bakhtiari, and they somehow won that football game despite every indication that they should have not won that football game. Yes. And it's shit like that where, you know, they go on to win the Super Bowl. You're going to look back and be like, yeah, this team deserved to win the Super Bowl because of shit show games like in Cincinnati that they can somehow pull out. Hopefully, yeah. It'll be a weird year, especially with the 17 games. So maybe maybe that's another thing that'll, you know. Mm, throw a wrench into it. Yes. Yeah, I'm still pretty like, I don't. I'm not like exceptional. Like I'm hopeful, you know, mm-hmm. but like, like I'm not excited. Mm. I don't know. Like you know, it, I, like it's kind of like the difference between like I'll eat a sandwich with light mayonnaise. Okay, but like when I put Hellman's on it, like I know, I know what I'm like. I'm ready. You know, like everything in my body is telling me to chomp. And like right now. 
Like right now, I'm kind of pushing myself through those bites every week, um, and I'm like happy to watch the game and happy to eat the sandwich. Um, but you know, I just want it to hit me that certain way. Perfect. Yeah, you know that that mayonnaise uh, segment there reminds me of a Tom Petty lyric, which is "You're confident, but not really sure." Maybe huh. that's where we're at with this team. That's, huh. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's foreshadowing to my take. Perfect. Well, with that, Kyle, I hope you're ready. Is Kyle an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, you are 6-6-1 six, six, and one after our fun little questions last week. I Don't worry. I'm trying to... Once again, I've written like 150 of these questions. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make it a little easier on you this week. I even have a backup question instead of... In case one of them goes Can wrong. Can I actually steal that from you? Because I did not bring a stump spenny. Um, sure. Well, I, I, guess I know that the would... answer. That would make it pretty <laughs> tough. First, Those are my favorite questions. <laughs> first question, Kyle. The Packers signed Jalen Smith this past week. He went to Notre Dame. Can you name two Packers running backs that went to Notre Dame? Hmm. Dexter Williams and... Uh... He was a running back, yeah. That guy, Paul Horning. Very good. Yeah. Can you name the third? Uh, there might be another one out there, too, but can you name the third? Uh, Pretty prominent running oh, back. Ryan Grant. Very good. Nice. nice. Fucking killing it. Damn, I wish <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed Paul Horning. I would have felt better with Ryan Grant, but okay, I'll e- take it. Either way, sometimes the riskiest risks you Every take are the most rewarding. someone Ooh. says Paul Horning, I think it's Horny. Paul I, Barney. I, you know, that's very believable to hear that. That's really me. astute observation, Hank. Yeah. The second pick six question. Here for those. Kyle, who leads the Packers in receiving touchdowns? Hmm. Receiving touchdowns. Okay. Dylan had one. Devontae had one. Uh, receiving touchdowns for the season. You're such a little. Mm, Thank you. It. I mean, okay, hold on. Just let me. <laughs> Hank, can you stall for a second? Yeah. No, so, no. We come on. Tom's yeah, not gonna just, like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't hey, know. We're not. We're not making yeah. the show. Hey, don't you not think for or I, about Tom? I don't, who's Tom? There you go. Yeah, um, I'm point. gonna guess. God, who else caught it? Dude, it literally has to be Devontae. Oh, what Hank, about what Hank, about Hank. what about those like? No, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> what? Hank wants to tell me the answer, and I want him to tell me, but I no, also want to protect answer. the integrity gonna, of the I'm game. I'm just gonna say, like, are you thinking about? Are you thinking about like runs that look like passes? Okay. Play play action. I'm just gonna guess it. It has to be Devontae. It's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones touch has passes. Right. Aaron like Jones the, has three touchdowns. Devontae Adams only has two touchdowns on the year. Remember, Rodgers does those like passes that look like hands off, handoffs oh, and technically count. Oh, the little touch passes. Yep. Hank was like trying to act out in here. Oh, the little yeah. flips that Rodgers does, and Kyle was. I was not, not receiving it. It's all right. Damn it. I'm sorry, Hank. I let you down. No, it's all right. You never let me down. Well, let's see how this last one goes. Maybe we'll have a backup question if you get this one wrong. Kyle, 
What what was the last year we lost to the Chicago Bears? Ooh. Probably the Hunley year. Which would have been Okay, so last year swept, year before that swept, year before that was 21 2019 19 was the money year i'm pretty sure the opener 2018 was that year are you sure yeah it was 18 18 oh damn i have no idea so do i need the year just the year okay 21 20 so okay but money money that was 18 but then they went. That was week one at Lambeau. Yeah. So then they went to Soldier Field. And did did they lose that game? They must have. Hank, what are you? I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 2018. Yes, 2018. Grr. I thought that was a pretty. Because that's the, Thanks, yeah, that's the year that we like everything kind of fell apart, and then the Bears had the double doink. Oh yeah, and it was like oh so they played move well. over, move over, Packers. So, Mitchell Trubisky's the best quarterback in the North. It was a Joe Philbin coach team at Soldier Field. Uh, Tyler Lancaster led the team in tackles. <laughs> uh, Jason Spriggs started Joe at right Philbin, tackle. That's right. So yeah, it was who started at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers did start at quarterback. We lost by a touchdown in that game, but oh, weird. that's right because it was the it was the Arizona or the Mike McCarthy and the, yes. Yeah. So very good, Kyle. Yes, thank you. Two, uh, you are now eight, seven, and one for the season, and you don't have a stump spenny for me, huh? Um, no, I will though. Okay. Wait, who was the backup cornerback in the Ice Bowl? Ooh, I couldn't tell you. Elijah, who was, Elijah who, Pitts? Who? <laughs> that's a good guess. I couldn't tell you either. Who well, was? It, maybe you'll have to fact check that now, Hank. I who was the, right. the head coach of the Ice Bowl? Vince Lombardi. There we you go. You got it. Damn right. it, I didn't stump you this week. Moving on to the preview for the week. We are playing the Chicago Bears at noon. They announced who the broadcast team was. I already forgot who it was. Not, uh, it's got to be a decent it, crew. Pam Oliver, I know, is the sideline reporter, but nice. I don't remember who the Chris Myers. Is. No, he doesn't do Bears Packers. But yes, it, uh, but it is Fox. Uh, Packers are favored by four and a half points. The over under is forty five. Uh, overall, the Bears are three and two. Just beat the Raiders last week. Do we want to talk? No, we shouldn't talk about that. They got blown out by the Browns and the Rams before that. They also beat the Bengals and Lions this year. Uh, offense, they're not good at all. They've allowed the third most sacks in the league. They're 32nd in passing yards. They're 32nd in yards per play. They're ninth in rushing yards, however. So they do run the ball, but they do have David Montgomery, who is hurt. Fields and is, not good. And not good. Uh, well, he's been better this year. Fields is banged up. Obviously, the rookie out of Ohio State, uh, he will be starting. He's only completing 51% of his passes. Last week, he was 12 of 20 for 111 yards with one pick. They did win that game. Uh, Khalil Herbert and Damian Williams are the backs with Montgomery out. They averaged 4.1 yards per carry last week. Allen Robinson has 17 receptions on the season for just 181 yards. Mm, You know what that means. Devontae Adams had more yards last week than Allen Robinson does all season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
If you're if you're going through a slump as an offensive player, just <laughs> yeah. just play the Packers. Yes, put uh, put Allen Robinson in your fan duels next yeah. week. And Mooney, their younger receiver, he's the leading receiver for the team with 261 yards. Wow. On defense, the Bears defense is good. They are third in red zone defense, third in sacks, tenth in points, ninth in turnovers. Mac has five sacks on the season. Uh, Robert Quinn has four and a half. And Raquan Smith is still playing a linebacker for him. He's having a great season as well. Has two sacks and an INT. That is the Chicago Bears. Kyle, what are you what are you feeling with the Bears no, this year? This yeah, game? you said their defense is good. And that, yeah, you always got to have a healthy level of respect for Chicago Bears defense. Automatically. Um, I assume you assume the Bears defense is good. You assume our offense is yes, good every year. But they haven't really played world beaters. On offense, and True. when they did, they let up 34 to the Rams. Uh, they somehow beat the Bengals, uh, let up 17 against them. Lot got pumped by the Browns, 26 to six, um, and then beat the Lions by 10. And then, of course, the Raiders. So yeah. again, yeah, not like not like these. None of those guys are Aaron Rodgers. So this will be a huge test for them. Um, but you when know, they've played good teams, obviously, been. I'm looking at this through. Some some sort of a biased lens being a Packers fan, but as like a as as an indiv- individual who dabbles into the uh, the wagering of football, mm-hmm. I'm a little puzzled that the Packers are only four and a half point favorites. Yeah, it is in Chicago, but it is a nooner. It's not like prime time, you know. Like I just this seems like a spot where the Packers should be like six and a half. Point favorite, so I'm a little surprised by that. I yep. think I uh, will be hammering that line. Uh, it's always a terrible idea because if you lose, <laughs> like you double lose. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I feel great going into this game. Um, I, I that was such a gross game against the Raiders that um, it, it was hard to to be scared of the Bears, basically. So yep. I'm I'm excited for this game, and and it's always a classic at Soldier Field, right? Yeah, for sure. I guess I didn't think of the point spread as much, but you're right. That is a gross. It's kind of like that Bengals line, too. And God, I even saw like the uh, Indianapolis is favored 10 points against Houston this week. And I'm like, 10? Yeah. I'm like, that is too much. That's so much for just like really any NFL game. But like the Indianapolis Both of those Colts, teams are gross. Houston is obviously like the atrocious. Colts, but. The Colts are kind of like one of those good bad teams you know they're bad but they're like they're usually a good team that covers but i don't think they've been as good at that i mean what a collapse they had last night that was crazy but yes with this you're you're right for the four and a half point spread Uh, yeah i would think it would at least be six like at least six but it is an nfc north matchup they are still three and two it is at soldier field which we don't usually play as great at soldier field it is really you know a slow turf there and they have their own shit going on buying that horse race track and all that and it, yeah and it feels like we haven't had a nooner at soldier field in in a few years like it's it's always been like either yeah. prime time or or the 330 kick or late in the year to where it's like dark at kick for God, a 330 that's, kick that's weird because i go back to almost that same look you know how like the tampa i don't want to bring up bad memories the tampa nfc championship game at lambo how the mm. lighting's just weird Ugh. In January at three o'clock, we had that same pretty lighting. much yeah, like dark by the second quarter. It's but we like, had that yeah, we had the NFC Championship game at Soldier Field, and I always think of that, and it's always just like eerie games. Yeah, at like that one where Ty Montgomery had the 
was a, the running back and 130 the, yards. The deep play to Jory, Jory to set up the game yep. field goal. Just weird games there. I just don't like Soldier Field. What but, I think of the yeah. last nooner is that uh, one of the best throw, or probably the best throw ever that didn't count the uh, the yes. Rodgers where he gets uh, uh, swept under from his legs, that takes unreal. a hit, and then just launches it Devontae and of course it was, doesn't count on a bull, bullshit holding call that we don't even remember what year it was from. But yes, Kyle, what is your score prediction for this game? I predict the Packers are going to win 31-20. 3120. I think they're going to, I just, it's tough to really predict a blowout with these teams or with this team so far, just because they seem to just, again, it's the red zone struggles on offense and it's the red zone struggles on defense. Like they just seem to have a tough time of really inserting the dagger and then twisting said dagger to really end it. Um, So I think the bears, might do that thing where they stuck around, you know, in that eight to eleven point threshold, and and just keep you glued to this to the screen, knowing that you know the game isn't really over until it's officially over. That's where I'm kind of at too. Uh, uh, like I said, NFC North game. Yeah, right. Ug- and that's ugly. that's another aspect of it is divisional. You always got to respect a divisional game. This. Once, I, the Vikings. I've said this before. This is just an NFC North score. I think the score is going to be twenty-four to seventeen. Mm, Packers. Yes. You know it. We're a good team. I don't think the Bears are a great team, but they still have a pretty good front seven. They can pressure the quarterback. It'll be a big test. It'll be really big to see if Myers and Elton Jenkins are back. If they're mm. both back, that would be pretty nice. But if not. It's a pretty young offensive line going up against a lot of big, talented men for the uh, Chicago Bears. They're all men on the Chicago Bears this year. Hank, what is your score prediction? I'm also going to say 24-17. All right. That, that, is, like, no, I, that was what I had in my head. Like, See? Yes. No, I'm not going to say and before I got here, but literally before we started this segment. I 24-17. Love it. It's, it's just Packers, the- right? Yeah, Packers. Nice. That's just the vibe of these games at Soldier Field. Kyle, what is your bold prediction for this week? I uh, have been a little offensive heavy, and ooh, I was so close last week. Yeah, can't he, believe Dylan first, get, didn't get touchdown. in that second time. He, especially yeah. after that Aaron Jones run, or maybe it was the Devontae catch where oh, it was yeah, just, after the Jones run, where it was the run run up the middle. You would have thought he might have broke one. Yeah. Of those, but so yes. um, I am going to go with a. Eric Stokes Ooh. interception, one interception and one tackle for loss. Ooh, Ooh okay, filling so like, in for Jair. Nice, nice yeah. little medley. So maybe maybe they get a little spicy. Send a corner blitz. I mean, I they're probably not going to do that, but I'm kind of envisioning kind of doing the Jair where they try to run a wide receiver screen and he just blows it up. That's what I want. That's where the tackle for loss is going to come. Well, from. He's not the best tackler, but I would very much welcome that. Uh, I will. Go with my bold prediction. I don't know if this is... It's tough, but I am going to go with TJ Slayton getting his first solo career sack. Full sack. He's got two half sacks. He still doesn't get many snaps every week. I think he only had about 12 last last game against the Bengals, but I think he's due... You know, big boy in the middle, maybe he'll... It's a terrible offensive line for the Bears, so... So just to be clear, it needs to be just him sacking the quarterback, not two half sacks in one game. I'll go with the one, yeah. I'll go with the one solo, but got two. You were two I, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have said anything, you would have tried to get your greasy little fingers. On I definitely that. would have argued it, but I would have let down if it did happen. 
Hank, what is your bold prediction? Yeah, my bold... Uh, it's okay. Can I restart? Yeah. Yep. Okay. My bold <laughs> Hank, prediction... Hank, what is your bold prediction? <laughs> yeah, my, my bold prediction is that Justin Fields has like a moment in the second quarter where he looks absolutely defeated. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> like he just threw his third... Inter- or he just threw his second interception just like, after already like, fumbling. Yeah, like... And it's just like, man, nothing's going right today. <laughs> nothing's going right. Like, this is the team that drafted me. I'm stuck here for four years. <laughs> you have just the best now, see, bold predict because we always like we have such boring bold predictions <laughs> at this point. We just yeah. project, we just predict like you know stats that'll happen. He's like the the AJ Dillon memeable moment. Well, see now you'd think just Hank is picks. dumb, but that's a really smart way to do it cuz instead of saying like Justin Fields fumbles or Justin Fields throws a pick, like it's, it he, can do, be, he looks like he could someone could drop a ball he throws to him and Right, like he yeah, like he <laughs> there's like four turnover on downs, like none of those are technically fumbles or interceptions, but those are things that could make him look defeated. That is god. You, he's he's incredibly smart. But with Hank that is, Everyone's favorite part of the program. If you could please leave a five-star review, that would be cool. If not, I mean, hell, you could just just tweet us something nice. That's cool, too, and then I'll quote tweet we it. We love was, feedback, yeah. It was, it was nice last week after Tom, who we keep bringing up, you know, barraged us with all this hate. We had some people, you know, pop up and say how much they like Hank, and that really uh, made... Hate, let's not let's not put Tom in that box. Hate is a strong that's word. That's true. He it was it was criticism. it wasn't all his fault. Yeah, so... We miss you, Tom. I, to be fair, I've been compared to a failed SNL skit <laughs> before. Is that the first time? Yeah, like just my life. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, with that, so. yes, if you can leave a rating on was, iTunes, whatever, you can you can DM us on Twitter, uh, PMP Podcast at, on Twitter, or email us at pmppodcast at gmail.com. Give us your address. We will send you a free koozie. Still, we haven't had, we have only sent out like two koozies this year. One uh, oh, went all the way to Australia. Ooh, good so, day, mate. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm still hoping for a kangaroo pick, but I know they're still kind of locked down with coronavirus and stuff. But none of that bad, sad stuff. Hank, this is your time. According to Hank, what do you have for us this week? Yeah. So I only got three things this week. Uh, nothing too big. Um, my first my first thing is in Preston Smith. Ooh. Right? I, I just, I, I think we all need to just like give him a lot of credit. Like he has. And like impressed us, and it's just been—I don't know—it's been really nice to see after last year. Just like I mean, honestly, kind of like the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's just nice to see like he's just built so big too. Like every time he Very celebrates, thick. yeah, he celebrates. You like almost feel like his hand is gonna hit you through the TV. <laughs> I I do you love know? his celebration. It's like Clay Matthews' old alien one, but instead yeah. he's doing like the Goku Super Saiyan thing. Very simple, very quick, very energetic. Yeah, but I he's built like an anime character. Like he's I, so I mean, like he really is like thick throughout because like you know Gary, he's a little a little more wiry and like like kind of slim in some ways. But chop chop chop. Preston is just yeah, just a thick boy all throughout. Yeah, yeah he's, who, who knew he's he had nice. such a punny he name? Pedestrian looks, Smith and, and Preston Smith. Very yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like I and here, like I guess going off like really nice builds, but like AJ Dillon is just kind of a video game character, mm. and I don't like have anything quick to say about that. But I you, like you did tell us you didn't listen even, last week. Like you know how in Madden, like when you like you like someone 
you hit someone and like the running back just is like still standing straight up and it like doesn't really seem that it's like like physics don't really make sense. Like the that. animation isn't okay. registering. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's not like I don't know. Like the other guy, you can tell the other guy like moves, but like there's not much of an effect. You yeah. know, like and and that's kind of how I feel. Like he hits like in a way that seems tender. You know, <laughs> his um, his character doesn't have the built-in animation of a recoil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's like I don't know. It's like. I'd have never seen someone like so imposing, but in a nice way, mm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. He, yeah, like he hits really nice and like soft and like, you know, you can't imagine the other guy is like, oh, that's a dirty play. It's just like, oh, that was like, he's a physically yeah. large, yeah. even the one that he scored on. It was like two pillows hitting each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two hard bodies. And then like Aaron Jones, is like, you know, it's like picking up his change off the ground. It's like. <laughs> You know, it's like, like a pinata, by a like truck. candy yeah. falling out. You know, like there's the Smarties, and that's so. You got Ty Summers true. on the field coming and trying to grab him. <laughs> Anyways, and then my last thing, I just wanted uh, four times I hate. So the first one's Tom Brady. Yep. Fair. Second, Good second pick. one, uh, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. I just don't okay, think I like. I hate that fucking Brooklyn accent. I don't know what it is about the East Coast, but I kind of fucking hate the East Coast sometimes. Doesn't he have a European accent too? Like, normally? well, th- this is well, the what movie is in it? In Venom, when he's Venom, uh, oh. yeah, Tom Hardy in have... Venom has has like he has a Brooklyn accent. What is his? No, like what's? His... I think he's it's British, yeah, which British. is also bad. Said European. Um, yeah, <laughs> same <Stupid>. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is Tom Fenton. Who plays? I think Draco Malfoy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, uh, Wait, just, so like, you I don't hate looking at him? You don't hate Malfoy? You actually hate? I the hate looking play- at him. Okay, yeah, so, I hate looking mine. at him. Gotcha. And then my last one is Tom Brady again. <laughs> <laughs> Great, I I endorse one and yeah. four. That's we, it. we might have to post a graphic of that. Actually, that's a pretty good list of <laughs> top four top four worst Toms. And is there a I reason? Say, I don't hate. I don't. I don't hate. The East Coast. I just, I just like. There's something like that. That that like accent. Whatever it is that Tom hey, Hardy I'm does. In, in. Yeah, that Tom Hardy does in Venom makes me hate the East Coast. That's that, fair. That's very. So, fair. is there a reason? Like, any particular reason? You only did four Toms. Is there a fifth one that? No, four seems serviceable right now. Okay. Yeah, four okay. seem. Brett Favre. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like a good list, right? Yeah, yeah, four for far, but that would I should have leaned into that more. That would have <laughs> well, been go ahead. yeah, go yeah. ahead and lean into it right now. Yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, well, that was an incredible list, Hank. Great. Um, it's nice to have you back once again. Welcome back, Hank. It's we missed to you. Be here. Was, I'm happy you were to gone be for here. one week, and it felt like you know we didn't know what to do. Vibes, vibes are good again. Piss is hot, but uh, <laughs> with that, I don't know, Kyle. Do you have anything else? <sighs> Bears week. The Bears still suck. And uh, yeah, let's let's make them regret drafting Justin Fields. Ooh, yeah, I got. Hank, do you have anything else? I'm just happy not. to be here. Okay, perfect. Well, with that, uh, who is oh big boy this week? Big boy, please don't sue us. Go pack, go.
face, I love the sound. Slap the taste, they hit the ground. Back in the eight, click the pick up with some key eyes that don't play. On that kryptonite, we stay. So how we might fly I, away. I, 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 I be yeah. on that kryptonite, straight up on that kryptonite. I be on that straight up on that. I be on that kryptonite. I be on that kryptonite, straight up on that kryptonite. I be on that straight up on that. I be on that kryptonite. I on it all night, man. I be on it all day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in the air.